Hello and welcome to The Woman Who. I'm Zowie Ashton, and in this series, I'll be bringing you the remarkable stories of Britain's most inspirational women of the last 140 years. These are the tales of the true pioneers of music, literature, the performing arts and fashion. Women who have defied convention, broken boundaries, and pushed the limits of what's possible. I'll be taking a deep dive into the lives of these trailblazers, reliving their struggles and setbacks, their loves and losses, and how they overcame every obstacle in their path to achieve unimaginable success. These women are the real deal, the true influencers of their day. This is the tale of the woman who pioneered punk, fashion designer, outspoken activist, and lifelong rebel, Vivian Westwood. On the evening of the 7th of June, 1977, in the summer of Queen Elizabeth's Silver Jubilee, an overcrowded riverboat, also named the Queen Elizabeth, pushed off from Charing Cross Pier and drifted downstream towards the Houses of Parliament. Those on board were there for two reasons, to hear the Sex Pistols perform and to cause some chaos. As the night wore on and things got rowdier on the river, the police circled the boat, cut its power, forced it back to the pier and arrested the partygoers. Among those aboard who would spend the night in jail was the mother of the punk movement, Vivian Westwood. Little did she know in that moment of anarchy on the Thames that one day her influence would be so great that the British royal family would be wearing her designs. Vivian's upbringing could not have been less punk rock. Born in 1941, Vivian spent a happy childhood running free through the Derbyshire countryside. She was a spirited child and a voracious reader who loved nothing more than whiling away the day in a meadow with her nose in a book. Though her parents didn't have much, they made do with the little they did have to create a warm and loving home. In a time of rationing, Vivian's mother used extra material from the uniforms and parachutes of the cotton factory where she worked to sew smart clothing for her children. When she was around 11 or 12, Vivian started making clothes for herself, decorating knitted patterns with hand-painted nutshells to make little flower designs. As a teenager, Vivian paid close attention to the changing tides of fashion. She once saw a girl on holiday at Butlins wearing a pencil skirt and decided it was the most exciting garment ever designed. She sewed herself tight skirts and dresses, saved up her money for stilettos, and topped off the look with a high bouncy ponytail. When she was 17, her family moved to Harrow to run a post office. Suddenly, she felt like an outsider, lost in the sprawling London suburbs. She decided to apply to art school on the encouragement of an old teacher, but found herself frustrated that more time was spent studying art than actually creating it. She couldn't see a future for herself and dropped out after one term. As she later explained it, 
I didn't know how a working class girl like me could possibly make a living in the art world. So she went to teach a training college instead. This set Vivian on a rather conventional path. She met a handsome young man at a dance, Derek Westwood. He was stylish and sociable and worked at the Hoover factory, but harbored dreams of becoming a pilot. They married and had a baby, Ben, and settled into suburban London life. But it wouldn't last long. Though she would keep his last name for the rest of her life, she ditched Derek himself after only a few years. She was bored and unsatisfied. It was a shocking move for a new mother in 1963 to divorce her husband, but Vivian was never a conventional soul. A much more exciting life was calling her, and so was a new man. Malcolm McLaren briefly lived in the back of Vivian's brother's car. He was a perennial art student with curly red hair and a pale face, which he made even whiter with talcum powder. He was charismatic and worldly, and deeply intriguing to Vivian. The two began a relationship that would change the history of music and fashion forever. In 1971, Malcolm and Vivian opened a boutique at 430 Kings Road to sell records and revived 1950s fashions. The shop had many names over the years. Let It Rock, then Too Fast To Live, Too Young To Die, and then simply Sex. Sex was more than just a shop. It was a place for misfits and rockers to see and be seen. It became the epicenter for a new movement in fashion and music that would come to be known as punk, and Vivian was its first designer. Vivian wanted to make clothes that were utterly opposed to the mainstream tastes of 1970s Britain. Punk was an overtly sexual aesthetic, featuring leather and rubber and cutouts in dangerous places. It was often totally absurd, as when Vivian stitched real chicken bones to a shirt to spell out the word rock. Her own outfits became a blueprint for punk. She sheared her hair short, spiky and blonde, and paraded up and down the King's Road in bright purple lip gloss to the shocked looks of passers-by. Vivian would later critique the punk movement as just an excuse for people to run around without thought. But at the time, it was revolutionary. And it was also, as Vivian put it, a total blast. As fun as their lives could be, Vivian was exhausted, juggling parenting, her teaching job, and the demands of their King's Road shop. Malcolm was not interested in fatherhood or family, despite having a baby with Vivian. He used to point to a cactus in their apartment and tell his son Joe that the cactus was Joe's real father. In 1975, Malcolm recruited a ragtag group of young men and formed a band. The Sex Pistols were born, with Malcolm as their manager. Vivian dressed them in safety pins, torn-up fabrics, and T-shirts with eyebrow-raising slogans. With their subversive lyrics and frequent clashes with the authorities, 
The Sex Pistols spread punk mania across Britain and then the world. As the band gained fame and notoriety, Malcolm and Vivian began to fall apart. In 1981, they put on their first catwalk show, called The Pirate Collection, which looked exactly as it sounds. Vivian wanted to explore fashion beyond punk, finding inspiration in historical dress, science fiction, ballet, royalty, and as always, sexuality. She continued to revolt against the restrictive societal expectations of her childhood and the idea that women must be demure, quiet, and most of all, virginal. Vivian was taking flight as a designer, but Malcolm was a jealous man who belittled her and demanded credit for her work. They eventually broke off their personal and then their professional relationship. As she took on the world of couture on her own, Vivian worked herself to the bone with little to no financial security but she was finally free. It would be years, though, before Vivian would be accepted by the fashion establishment. In 1988, she was invited to appear on the Terry Wogan show and present her new collection, Time Machine. It didn't go well. The audience laughed at her designs, and the presenter asked Vivian sarcastically if she really believed her clothes were attractive. She later said she didn't mind the experience. In fact, she said, it was the best reaction I've had since punk. Finally, in 1990, Vivian won Designer of the Year, recognized at last by her peers in the British fashion industry. She won it again in 1991, and in 1992, she received an OBE. She still managed to inject some punk rock anarchy into proceedings, though, by flashing the photographers outside Buckingham Palace, giving a little twirl in her skirt with nothing underneath. Over the next three decades, Vivian built up her fashion empire and cemented her place as one of the most famous English designers in the world. She now works alongside her former fashion student-turned-husband, Andreas Kronthaler, and their clothes remain as popular and relevant as ever. Now in her 80s, Vivian is also still a thorn in the side of the establishment, even from within. She has devoted her work and her energy to fighting for nuclear disarmament and human rights, and she is a committed climate activist speaking out about the disastrous environmental impact of fast fashion, what she calls disposable crap. Instead, her mantra is, buy less, choose well, make it last. From the anarchy of 1970s punk to the haute couture runways of Paris, Vivian has played a leading role in shaping popular culture for the last half century and counting. She is nothing less than a living legend, and she has no intention of slowing down. The Woman Who podcast series has been brought to you by Fennec, the UK's department store of distinction since 1882. 
Tune in each week to uncover the story of a new inspirational woman and head to fennec.co.uk for more info and celebrations on their 140th anniversary of empowering women through the circus of life. The Woman Who is a Radio Wolfgang production written by Hannah Jewell and read by me, Zowie Ashton. The producer is Kieran Carruthers, sound designers by Tony Onochuku, and the executive producer is Ellie DiMartino. Martino.